0: Thanks to Mr. Pritchard's students for that amazing introduction. Thanks to all of you for checking out this Wednesday edition of CNN Student News. I am Carl Azuz. Let's get going. First up, U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton says the country of Libya is at a crossroads could become a peaceful democracy, could face a drawn-out civil war. Right now, the situation is tense. There were reports that forces that are loyal to Libyan leader, Muammar Gaddafi, tried to regain control of a town near the capital that's under the control of people who are against Colonel Gaddafi. The attempt was unsuccessful, but an official close to Gaddafi denied this even happened. In fact, during an interview with ABC News, Gaddafi denied using any force against his own people He even denied the existence of any protests against his government at all. Well, obviously, something is going on in Libya. The question a lot of people are asking is, will the U.S. get involved, and how? Jill Doherty looks at some of the options.
1: The U.S. calls it a reign of violence by Colonel Muammar Gaddafi and his cohorts, and it's setting in motion a range of options to stop it. Nothing is off the table so long as the Libyan government continues to threaten and kill Libyan citizens. The administration already is taking steps to help the thousands of Libyans fleeing the bloodshed. Refugees are crossing the borders into neighbouring countries of Egypt and Tunisia, nations that themselves have just undergone their own revolutions.
2: We are dispatching two expert humanitarian teams uh, to Tunisia uh, and to Egypt.
1: The U.S. along with other countries is bracing for rescue missions, preparing medical and food supplies blocking funds that Gaddafi could use to continue his violent crackdown, the Treasury Department has frozen at least $30 billion in Libyan government assets, the largest amount ever blocked, it says, under a sanctions program. Gaddafi has lost the legitimacy to govern, and it is time for him to go without further violence or delay. The U.S. ambassador is reaching out to opposition groups in Libya, assessing who might lead up a post-Gaddafi government. But some senators tell CNN the U.S. should help the rebels directly.
3: no-fly zones, recognition of the uh, uh, revolutionary government, the citizens' government, and support for them with both humanitarian assist- assistance and I would provide them with arms.
1: Administration officials say it's way too early to talk about arming the opposition. But they are considering the idea of a no-fly zone. A former State Department legal adviser, however, says that's complicated.
3: LEGALLY, there is no authority for the United States or other countries to do that under international law unless authorized by the Security Council. And politically, that could be uh, quite problematic as well for the United States or, or NATO uh, to begin shooting down Libyan aircraft, e- even in the face of the things that Gaddafi is doing against his own nationals. Today's shout out goes out to
2: Ms. Rapp's 8th grade history class at Pontiac Junior High School in Pontiac, Illinois. Which of these groups supplies a large portion of the world's oil? Is it the United Nations, WTO, OPEC, or World Bank? You've got three seconds. Go! OPEC, the organization of the petroleum exporting countries, supplies about 40% of the world's oil. That's your answer, and that's your shout-out.
0: And OPEC has a lot to do with how much you pay for gasoline. Right now, we are paying a lot more. The nationwide average price for a gallon is about $3.38. That's about 10% more than gas was a month ago. And you might be surprised to hear this. The filling station where you get gas doesn't make a lot of money off it. The biggest part of your dollar, 68 cents, goes to crude oil. The price of that, largely determined by OPEC. About 14 cents in the dollar go to taxes. Those include federal, state, and local taxes, which is why gas prices are different state to state. 10 cents are for refining. That's converting crude oil into gasoline that cars can use. And about 8 pennies go for getting that gas from the refineries to your neighborhood convenience store. Advertising is factored in here too. Now all this adds up to 100 cents, showing you clearly that the stores themselves don't make much from selling gas. A few factors that can also affect price. Demand. In the summertime people travel more, use more gas. When demand goes up, price can go up. Geography. The farther you live from an oil refinery, the more you'll pay, generally speaking. And competition. If the gas station across the street lowers its prices, others may too. you got to remember, these filling stations are businesses. They must make a profit to stay open. The federal government could be staying open. We reported yesterday about the threat of a shutdown if Congress couldn't reach an agreement on how to pay for government spending. Well, yesterday afternoon, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a bill that would keep funding the government at least for the next two weeks. The bill would also cut $4 billion from current spending. But this is not a done deal. The Senate has to vote on it now, and the deadline for a compromise and to avoid a government shutdown is midnight on Friday.
2: Is this legit? Women's History Month became a national observance in the 1980s. This is true. After years of celebrating Women's History Week, Congress declared March to be Women's History Month in 1987.
0: Women's History Month celebrates the achievements and advancements of women in American society. The theme of this year's celebration is Our History is Our Strength. Every year, the president makes an official proclamation kicking off Women's History Month. During this year's proclamation, President Obama said the annual event should push America to continue trying to erase the inequalities that women face. That includes in the workforce. The White House just put out a new report showing that there are nearly the same number of men and women in the workforce. The report also indicates that the gap between what men earn and what women earn is getting smaller but on average, women still only make about 75% as much as men do for the same jobs. However, women are contributing more to family incomes, and about 18% of women earn more than their husbands. Next up today, Dr. Sanjay Gupta is going to introduce us to someone who's using his passion as inspiration for charity. This guy was a world-class athlete, but one run changed his life and gave him an idea to help change the lives of others.
2: Toby Tanzer was an elite runner. Talented enough to keep up with the best in the world, the Kenyans.
3: I ran 13 minutes high for the 5K, minutes. which is, uh, I think it was like 428 or 430. And I did a half marathon at 449 pace or something. But while running one day in
2: Africa, this happened.
3: And two guys came walking towards me and he pulled out a machete and he went wow, down on my head. The other one had like a homemade baseball bat. And he swung like this, and it smashed against my skull. And they robbed my shoe, my watch, and sunglasses, and they were just stealing my other shoe when I woke up.
2: He almost died, but it was a chance for Toby to find his calling. Who's going to be number one?
3: Me! I believe very much in fate, and I think it happened to me for a purpose.
2: They wanted to kill you for your shoes, and now you've taken that whole experience and said, you know what, if they want shoes, we'll give them
3: shoes. Two years ago, we took uh, 7,000 pairs to that island where I was robbed. His organization is called Shoes for Africa,
2: and as you might guess, he donates running shoes to those living in Africa. What he found is even one pair makes a difference.
3: So this boy, he took the shoes and he started training. Boom, boom, boom. Five years later, he won the world championships. Wow! So now,
2: goosebumps. And in case you're curious, yes, Toby is back to
3: running. I thought, like, what's something that someone has never done before? Now it's gone from absolute sea level to the top of the world's highest freestanding mountain. And, you know, as fast as possible.
2: But his main focus is giving everyone a chance to run.
3: If you're coming and you're buying a pair of sneakers, why don't you put the other pair into a box and send them over?
0: Finally today, some before-we-go math. Snow plus time multiplied by creativity equals this Not just a giant snowman, though it's almost two stories tall. As you see, it's also a slide, twists, turns. There's even a tunnel in there. The snow sculptor's been scheming up slides for years. This one took him more than 50 hours. The problem is that when you build something out of snow, your hard work goes to waste the minute it melts. But since everyone seems to be enjoying it so much, I guess we're going to let that slide. Hope you have a great day. For CNN Student News, I'm Carlos Azuz. We'll see you tomorrow.